Did you plug in this part? <clears throat> did plug in that part, bitch. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Welcome to Radically Honest. <laughs> We're scrapping. We're scrapping. <laughs> been a rough morning setting up for this podcast uh yeah it's all guys fault all guys fault <laughs> no princess over here needed to not have too much glare because she needed to wear glasses so we had to reset up the whole thing which is fine but we still had glare anyways right okay so surprise <laughs> surprise we're together. those of you who are listening we're actually in the same fucking room it's a rare occurrence but yes we are in the same room so plug for your membership because like people need to see the boobies right we're wearing we're wearing boob shirts today mm -hmm. and uh so uh if you want to see the boob shirts you need to <laughs> you need to subscribe to guy morissette's special membership club right very special <laughs> very special very special all the things you can see our boobies well, not the boobies, the cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Not full boobage, but lots but, of cleavage. But in the Boob membership, there is there is boobs. <laughs> Actual boobs. Awesome. Okay. All right. So what are we going to talk about with our uh, being radically honest, other than the fact that you hate me right now? I don't I've hate been you. A diva. I don't hate you. I still Aww. love you. Aww. Even though you're a diva. I'm a diva. That's, that's okay. That's okay. I'm okay. being a diva. Yeah. yeah. So we just basically, uh, actually, let's talk about that experience. About being a diva? No, about our, <laughs> how we handled that potentially very stressful situation this morning. Could have been, could have gone sideways if we were two different people. Uh, how did we handle it? I don't know. We just kept moving. We kept moving, but we said what we were feeling. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Right? You called me a diva and told me to sit down, bitch, take my glasses off and just fucking get on with it. <laughs> So, you know, guy got into control freak mode and Dana let go. That's how that went. It's interesting. That's an interesting take on that experience. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. And I know you're with me as a listener, right? You're listening. You're with me. You feel me. <laughs> Don't believe anything she says. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. She's a liar. <laughs> But see, I don't lie because we're radically honest. <laughs> <laughs> so how that could have gone differently if we weren't radically honest, in all fairness, True. is that I could have been very resentful. I could have felt very angry. I could have felt very mm -hmm. resentful. I could have been here storm steaming, steam coming out of my ears. And then you would have been like, are you okay? And I would have been like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's get this fucking podcast under me. Right. But no, but if I wasn't, but even that's too honest, right? Like if oh, you think, true. If yeah. you think about how, how often oh, we don't, fine. we it's don't, good. we don't actually share what we're really feeling because society says we're not supposed to. Right. So that that's a rule. Apparently uh, it's a rule. We break on a regular <laughs> oh, basis. Okay, good. We good. break on a regular basis, <laughs> but there's like a whole like millions of people that practice this oh my role. god they do they practice this role it's of being crazy people it's called being polite polite being polite that's how this category it falls under is politeness that's a crazy concept yes but then what would have happened is i would have been angry this whole time yes. and i would have been like something like this and being like yeah i'm totally happy everything is fine i'm totally fine you know this stupid thing which would have made for a terrible podcast it would for have people, made. you know, for you listening. Yeah. Uh, 
that would have been horrible to listen to yeah. because part of I think part of why people tune in not just because we're sexy I think people also tune in <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the reasons that is one of the reasons that is definitely one of the reasons um but I think also just the fact that you know because we have the our click our chemistry and we laugh genuinely laugh yeah we're not just faking it right we're not just putting on a show this is who we are yeah. this like this is honestly how we interact on a regular basis so yeah if we weren't being honest we can't have that genuine connection the laughter the play and the fun and the moving through so like there was the hiccups this morning I had feelings I'm like sit your fucking ass down you're a fucking diva you're like all right fine I'll just sit my fucking ass down (laughs) you don't want to sit your fucking ass down because it's not perfect so it needs to be perfect but I'm like I don't fucking care if it's perfect sit your fucking ass down and so we had that exchange which was real and honest and genuine and then when we hit live like when we hit to record it already moved, we've moved through it. Yes. And I think that's the other piece that I wanted to just showcase for our audience is that when you are radically honest with where you're feeling, what you're thinking in the moment, it allows everybody to move through whatever it is quickly. I'm not going to be angry at you all day. You're not going to be angry at me all day. Well, not for this anyways. Uh, Who knows what else will happen? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. But we moved through it and now we're now we're on to the next thing. Exactly. And so that's what I wanted to showcase for our audience is that there is a lot of benefit to being able to be honest in the moment and radically, not tiptoeing around. Yeah, and looks, not pretending. It's, and not to, pretending. It's, it's to actually say it, not have judgment of yourself. And and it really helps that you know, we both move in this way. So we're able, to, we have that flow. And, um, and yeah, we can now move through things very, very quickly um, and get back to having fun. Exactly. Okay. Right. So what are we going to talk about? Uh, this, this was not planned and we never plan anything. No. So, you know, usually we have a little bit of a chat before we go live, but we had to waste all that time <laughs> in lighting. So we didn't get it. Diva. <laughs> Somebody was a diva. <laughs> So what do well, you want to talk about? You've been on quite the adventure since, oh my last, God. since last week. Oh or... my God. Because yeah. last time I talked to you, I was in buttfuck Renfrew, Ontario. That's right. Uh, yeah, in this really interesting location. <laughs> so since then, I have had an epic adventure up in uh, the super sexy Montreal, Montreal. Quebec um and I have done all kinds of things most of which we're not going to get into but (laughs) maybe we'll share them for the membership (laughs) exactly (laughs) I can do that (laughs) although I'm not getting anything off of that you know you could if you like you know used your affiliate link that you have oh yeah (laughs) we'll talk about that we'll talk about that later okay (laughs) So, yes, uh, Montreal, I attended the Montreal Fetish Weekend, mm-hmm. um, and we had talked in the last episode, we had talked about my starting to kind of look at opening up the Dom side, maybe the Pro Dom, of course, somebody over here has been, like, using her influence to push me that way, not, you know. It was definitely, definitely not the influence of my boobs. <clears throat> no. No. We don't go there. No. Didn't so. Put out. Well, for me, anyway. for her. 
There's other people that will disagree with you. <laughs> Ask the people of Montreal. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Getting steamy in here. Getting steamy in here. Okay. So Montreal Fetish Weekend. Um, yeah. So I went with the intention of really leaning into the Dom side and activating that, you know, that energy, that sexiness. And, um, and it was really amazing. I'm, I'm sorry. My brain is like spinning in all different directions of all the different crazy stories from Montreal. Which but is too hot and steamy. That's very hot and steamy. Yeah. So, so you're going to have to wait for membership and you're probably going to have to wait until she finishes her book. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And who knows where else I'll put the extra steamy segments. Yeah. Of- but we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned. So I would okay. like to talk, what I would Go like, ahead. I would like the audience to learn about for you, your evolution in your sexuality oh that I think that we don't need to that's go a, into it's probably yeah that's I think the most important piece of being because it was hot and steamy but you had to work through a lot of stuff oh my God. to be able to to show up to be there to lean in to make sure that you felt safe and like there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of pieces in that to like really drop into owning your sexuality owning your yeah. sexy self so I, I think the other thing that I want to share you know in, in setting this up is yeah. that like so what are we talking uh two and a half years ago I wasn't even having sex yeah so this is where like just to kind of put it in perspective it's like where I've come from a sexless marriage not having sex I had shut down all my sex drive um and then you and I started to look into this about two years ago. I think it would be two, two and a half years ago. Um, I finally started to open that door and really started to heal the pieces and look at, you know, another layer of my sexual trauma, moving those pieces out, embracing it. And then of course, as I started dating again and started, you know, moving in that way, um, by the way, my ex and I had an open marriage just to disclosure on there yeah in case you're wondering I wasn't cheating with it because we're radically honest right yeah um so we started I started opening that door again and then realized oh actually there's some things there with the marriage and so part of my shutting down my sexuality shutting down my sex drive was so that I didn't have to look at the marriage fast forward now now separated in the process of getting divorced and in leaving that relationship, now I've been starting to really lean into, okay, how do I allow myself to feel pleasure? How do I allow somebody else to pleasure me? And of course you've seen through the evolution of each time I'm like, this person's like, it's okay, but no, I want better. And I get something better. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, well, and nope. I think, I think I just want to, I yeah. just want to just take a moment for a second here to say that. I want better is different than um, it's not so much that you're like, I want better. It's that that doesn't serve me. Yeah. Because right? I, I think that's a really it important is a, It is an important, piece. especially energetically. It's yeah. like, okay, that was good. And now I see that this piece is missing. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I would have uh, like, I'm, I'm trying to think like one of the, the earlier lovers, you know, he, he was attentive and it was great, but he still had a lot of his own emotional baggage from his relationship, which was had ended like four years prior. That doesn't work for me mm-hmm. because of course you and I, we do tons of work. So it's like, okay, it's good, but not all of it. 
And so then, you know, putting out there of like, okay, so I want somebody who's a good lover and has some of their stuff together. Yeah. And then, you know, we just keep progressing in that way of saying, oh, what's, what's missing? What else can I ask for? And, and, and having that expectation of that there's an abundance and that there are people who move in the same way that I do in this non-monogamous, open, um, honest, dealing with their stuff, have their shit together. Actually, I really want to talk about that because I think that's an important piece around scarcity, right? That scarcity. It is a scarcity thing. Around, yeah, around... like I need to settle for this person because it's as good as it gets. What if I never find another one? It totally is. It plays into that whole, you know, are you willing to think in terms of abundance? Yeah. And are you willing to choose what best serves you because it best serves you? And I think that's a big piece around um, in, in all capacities of our life, whether that's our relationships, our sex lives, our uh, friendships, our family relationships, mm-hmm. our work relationships, um, our career, all of it. It's like we move from this place that we're only allowed to have so much. Mm-hmm. And so you just better because there's not you can't have it all. You're not allowed to have it all. You're not supposed to have mm-hmm. it all. You know, there's like you, this is pretty good. So this is not bad. Right. Like I, I can't tell you how many clients I've heard mm-hmm. say, well, my relationship's okay. okay. He's okay. Our relationship's you know, okay. You know, you know, he's not we're, abusive. We don't fight. You know, yeah. we're we're financially really good. good. Yeah, it's okay. He's, yeah. he's a good father, or they, she's a good mom, or you know, it's uh, it's okay because it, it goes both ways. Like, yes. I've heard it from both of my yes. clients. Right? Is that you know we stay in relationships because it's just okay. And yeah, and life, thinking that well, you know, that whole model. Like, I know I bought in on this whole idea of that relationships are hard and you know you're gonna have to accept some challenges and it requires compromise and yes and not as much as what I had been putting up with yes especially now as I'm starting to ask for more of what I want and of course in doing that in these you know what I will call up levels I am getting a lot more forthcoming in saying this is what I want this is what I expect and if you're okay with that then we can proceed which brings us back to our title of our podcast radically honest (laughs) radically honest yeah without that radically honest thing in the beginning right so saying hey this is who I am this is what I do this is how I move are you good are you cool do you want to come along Mm -hmm. if you don't do that People can't make that decision. Right. And so, and the only way you can know that is if you know yourself. So it's about that being radically honest with yourself and then radically honest with other people that come into your life. And again, we're talking about relationships, intimate relationships, but that applies to every relationship that you have. Mm every style of relationship that you have it's like across the board across the board otherwise what happens is that everybody is moving from their own stuff and we all Mm. know we all have stuff (laughs) all of us have stuff it's okay to have stuff even us we have a lot of stuff (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about that own it own it i am perfect (laughs) i'm good i'm good it's It's all good. In my world, I am perfect. Yes. But for the purpose of giving permission to our audience. Oh, really? It's about them? It is about them. Oh, I thought it was about me. No. So so do you want to stop (laughs) lying? 
Okay. What was I lying about? <laughs> about being perfect. Oh, yes. Yes. We Perfectly are. imperfect. Yes. We all have we stuff. All have stuff. We do. And it's really important and that we know what our stuff is so that we can allow other people to know what that stuff is and then yes. they can decide whether they want to hang out with us. Well, and that's it. It's like when you, when you say, okay, here's, here's where my quirks are. I'm owning it. This is, this is me. This is the things I'm working on, but it's, it becomes an invitation to say, you know, do you want to come along for, for the ride? Here's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. You know, all of it. Because when somebody comes in and they know what they're in for, then they can say yes from a place of full disclosure. Full understanding. Yeah. There's another word that I'm thinking of, but I can't yeah. find it. But that's that's crucial. Yeah. Right. And even sometimes when you do that, because I practice that. That's how I move all the time. Everybody comes, I give them a disclosure. <laughs> like, here's warning. the warning. Here's the content warning that yes. I come with. <laughs> yes. Don't take me somewhere that you don't expect me, that you expect me to be completely appropriate. That's, yeah, that's never if saying the word fuck is not going to work. Uh, probably best not to take either of us. Yeah. Um, you know, except for when I'm around children, I seem mm. to be able to not swear. I have programming all the years of teaching children to not swear. As soon as a child, so child is in my presence, I like I become my vocabulary changes. But I still say things like fart because it makes children giggle <laughs> and, and bumps. And it also makes children I'm still not appropriate. I'm just not X-rated. I'm age appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not necessarily. So don't put me around your children. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, what else do you want to talk about from that? Okay. Perspective? So so we did, you know, we need to kind of circle back on the story. Exactly. We, we left them hanging. Did yes. this big pause and interruption. Yes. Yeah. Uh, back to the story. Back to the story. You're in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I drop into Montreal and I'm set to go to the Montreal fetish weekend. And the first thing that comes up for me is embracing this piece around how I dress. Mm -hmm. So of course, fetish weekend, you're looking at, you know, leather gear, like when I'm wearing, if you join the membership, you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you my affiliate link. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now she's going to use it. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's the, that's the very first thing that comes up is, so for me growing up, I ended up with a very strong imprint of um, wearing something sexy leads to being assaulted. Yeah. And, and that it's not okay to wear something sexy. It's not safe to wear something sexy. And so that first, that first night, my goodness, I called Gaia the next day. And I was like, oh, I was freaking out. I was so uncomfortable. I, you know, I'm walking in the street and I'm thinking that I'm not safe. I'm feeling like all of a sudden I had been walking around downtown Montreal by myself up until that point, having a great time. Yeah. But as soon as I went and put my sexy corset on yeah. and walked out on the street, all of a sudden, all of these pieces came to the surface yeah. and I really started to, you know, to feel all of those. So of course we we leaned into that the next day, moved that out, and then the rest of the time I was able to go out and be that confident, sexy self, really embracing it, leaning into it. And of course Montreal is a great city to do that in. Like they just don't even blink an eye. No, you know, like 
Like, oh, look, the Kingsters are out. It's like, oh, oh it's another okay. person wearing no, most nothing. Yeah. Okay. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> right. Sounds great for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you want to wear a hood walking down the street? Oh, okay. All right. Hey, cool. Have, have a great have day. Have a great time. <laughs> you know, it, it is a good city to to explore that. So, so that was one of the big pieces initially. Um, and then what was next from there? Then I think the next pieces was to really start leaning into the dom energy um so i was going to the the different events and things and instead of me dropping into you know sexy playful picking somebody up taking them home um i was really looking for play partners to 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 top mm -hmm. and to to activate that piece so i actually had four days with no sex i was <laughs> it's good for her <laughs> so carry on <laughs> <laughs> Poor old days. No. I am in my dungeon. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that was really good because I got to play with a few people that that allowed me to see that if I'm topping somebody who really enjoys it, mm -hmm. right? That they're they're like loving it, they're getting turned on, then I got more turned on. And so having that contrast, because you know, we gotta back it up. I had some people that I tried playing with that were not kinksters, that were not part of that whole thing. And they weren't really. It was like, eh. I was thinking, oh, maybe I don't like this anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you said, well, I think you need to find somebody who actually enjoys it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's try that. So yeah, I found this great little gay guy at the one one day. Oh, he was he was so cute. Just so cute. I give him this big spanking up against the side of the pool. There's a pool they've turned it into a dance floor. It's so cool. And he's just having such a good time. Later, he tells me that it's like the first time he felt aroused by a woman. Wow, nice job. Right? Nice job. <laughs> but it was fun. Like, it just, it reactivated that piece of where I could lean into just being playful. It's sensual, it's sexual. But at the same time, I wasn't engaging with sex. I didn't even kiss him. Yep. It's like, it just was this beautiful moment. Mm -hmm. I'm moving on. And then uh, another fellow that I also topped it then another night again the same thing just really leaning into that experience of seeing where I could take somebody through these tools through the spanking through you know and really leaning into it and what that activated for me so of course since then <clears throat> since then we've been working through the uh I'm a sex worker and I'm okay with that <laughs> almost there what? Almost there. I am so proud of you right now. I did not I think you were going to bring that up. On I did not. I was like, wow, you, you go, girl. <laughs> yeah. So having seen what this activated, how much fun I had with the various people playing. Um, yes, we're, we're, I am now part of the dungeon team. Oh, wow. She just admitted that. She didn't tell me. She hasn't really owned it. You just, this happened right now. Live. Right live. 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 She, ah. Oh, well, welcome to the team. Thanks. <laughs> and well, we'll talk about what that looks like after we get off the show. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. 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 <laughs> Although Madame K is going to be over the moon. I know. <laughs> hey, Madame K. <laughs> she predicted it. She did. Um. So, yeah. So I'm really proud of you all the way around. Like, you. just like you've really leaned in and, and, and as somebody who's, 
know, been along the ride with you. It's just been incredible. And full disclosure, when we first became friends, you, she wouldn't even let me talk to her no, about sex. No, I didn't want to hear about the sexcapades. I didn't want to hear about sex. Stop. No, I was totally triggered. Yeah. Totally seriously triggered. Yeah. I mean, she did well of trying to not be judgmental uh, <laughs> when I was talking about my sexcapades. Uh, she, she, she was, she, she did well in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but it was very clear that I was not to poke and prod about her sex life in right. any capacity. No, whatsoever. we're not going there. <laughs> and, uh, I have to say I'm very proud of myself because I would never do that. I would have poked and prodded, but I felt like at some point when you were ready, because we leaned in and we leaned into so many other places yeah. that I knew that there would be this one day where you'd be like, all right, I'm ready. Yes. And it happened. I'm so been... happy. <laughs> like, yeah. And now I won't shut up about that. Now, now I can't take her anywhere. She's like, worse yeah. than I am. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> oh, it's like a penis. Oh my God. Sex, 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 sex. Penis, 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 penis. <laughs> Make it up for last time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm really proud of you and your continuing evolution and um, I am excited for what you're going to bring to the world of helping uh, people open up into their sex power, mm-hmm. their sexual magics, um, their surrendering, their self-acceptance, all the pieces that you now have activated within yourself that you will be able to help activate with, yeah. with the world, for the world. That's so. it, because it, it is you know, for both of us, there is this piece of like, we do our own work so that we can take people on the same journey, right? So I can only take people as far as I've gone. Yeah. Well, I continue to push myself every single day because I like this. Yeah. Strange. Crazy. I know. We're, I know. We're this extreme personal growth junkies. Extreme personal growth masochists, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> So, would you like to push and prod at me now or are you done what, what, what do you need what do you want I don't know I like it being all about me I know last show was mostly about you too was it I think you're well I got a lot going on yeah <laughs> yeah but you have some some interesting shit going on oh, what uh what of this do you uh do you feel comfortable sharing um, okay, so the piece I want to share is that um let's start about um so I've been working through and overcoming and managing major anxiety. Actually, that's what I want to talk about. Um, and this time of year, so for listeners uh, who listen to this, not when it's actually airing, um, <laughs> it's October. It's coming into October. And I have, uh, with my background of sexual abuse and satanic ritual abuse, um, this is the worst time of the year for me, basically the fall. And so um, every year I go into this uh, hibernation mode, survival mode, healing mode, just really bringing everything in to uh, basically survive. And this year I'm like, I'm going to conquer. So I, I kind of switched a little bit out of the survival mode into mm-hmm. the conquer mode which makes it more difficult in all fairness, because now I'm not just using my coping strategies to survive. I'm leaning into how am I going to thrive? How am I going to conquer? How am I going to look at stuff? So I've had to Mm -hmm. look at a bunch of stuff really uncomfortable, but I'm doing really well with it. And, you know, I have set up, I have all the things set up for success. I have, (laughs) you know, uh, this is the time of year that I see my 
my therapist slash guy that I, his name is Nate, um, who helps me with neuroplasticity. So we're rewiring deep, deep rewiring of the brain neuropathways. Um, you know, so I had a session with him a couple of weeks, you know, so we can deal with my nausea, my puking from anxiety response, fear response, triggered response. Um, which by the way, is going really well in case you're wondering, it's going very well. I've had a lot of things come up that would normally make me puke my little brains out, but Uh I have not. So yay me, yay me, yay me, go team go. (laughs) (laughs) And Dana, of course, Dana's been a crucial part of the, of the team over the years of helping through this time and through this process. Um, also, this time of year is really hard for the people around me um, because they don't always understand what I need or how they can help me. Some, um, most of the time, it takes years before I allow people in. Um, you know, me and Dana were actually having a conversation yesterday mm-hmm. about, she's like, you're doing really good. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really feel like I'm doing that great, but tell me why. And, uh, you know, she shared like, you know, um, you know, it took basically three years before I actually let her in at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a really good reminder of why it takes me time to, to, to trust. It, you know, it's, it's like I said, um, it's severe trauma I'm talking about. And so, um, there's a lot of stuff around trust and safety and, and, mm-hmm. and also being able to have the people closest to me to have the skills to handle it. Um, cause having somebody to just call and to be in the crisis with is not supportive for me. It doesn't help me. It doesn't encourage me to heal it or move mm-hmm. through it. It just keeps me in the trauma loop and everything I do at this time of the year is to pull me out of a trauma trauma loop. So the closest people have a really, sometimes can have a really hard time because if they don't have that skill, they kind of get cut, cut off. They get, well, they don't kind of, they do get cut off at this time of, of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I resurface as I come out of the cocoon of healing as this beautiful horny butterfly ready for <laughs> slutty Xmas <laughs> and all things horny and sex related from my birthday leading into slutty Xmas. But this time of like from the middle of September till November is a time where the closest people that I either have built the rapport that know how to, to navigate with me um, get to be interacting with me and everybody else kind of gets put on the outskirts um, until I'm ready to be back to my normal self. And so I know that it's hard for others around me, but that's just what I need to do to take care of me. And that's, I think the biggest piece for me this year is been, I need to choose me because if I do not choose that this is what I need, I cannot not only survive this time of year, but thrive. And in past years in relationships in particular, where I didn't choose me because it was really hard for the people closest to me and I tried to let them in and do the things and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't just six weeks of me dealing with my stuff. It was four months of me dealing with my stuff because I couldn't have the time or the energy or the the space to do what I needed to do for me. And so that's the other beautiful piece that I've learned over the years is that 
It's just, that's just the way it is. And I think there's something really beautiful in that, that I want to showcase is that, you know, that piece of when we allow ourselves to be really honest with ourselves and say, this is what I need. And I'm really going to take the time. Then the healing process is faster. Yes. So denying it, ignoring it, trying to shove it down, trying to, you know, make it so it's comfortable for everybody else prolongs the agony. It does. And, and I think that's the piece that I see, you know, with my clients that there's like this, they just, you know, they're trying to make it good for everybody else. But in doing that, you actually make it crappy for yourself and for them because it becomes long. It does. It does. It's like, when I think about the years where I didn't do this, basically very strict, like there's like three people that get to spend time with me basically Mm -hmm. during this time, Dana, Nate, and, you know, master, because he's been in my life for 27 years. So yeah, he knows how to deal with this <laughs> this time of year. Yeah, I, he's learned. He's learned. <laughs> um, but everybody else, for the most part, get no real contact and people who I really love and that I really adore mm-hmm. and are, you know, a great and I love them. And it has nothing to do with my love. It has nothing to do with my ability to how important they are to me. It has nothing to do with that. It's about me taking the time. And then I go, I do. I go in, I work on the stuff. I come out. I do come out in November and I come out great in November and ready to rock and roll and be sexy and playful and all the things um you know like last year by November 17th which is my birthday I was able to do my normal like I'm gonna have 47 orgasms on my birthday adventure and it was easy it was not hard I was not triggered there was no things Mm -hmm. but in that like I said in past past years where I did not take the concentrated time off from clients, time off, period, to work on me. It's like I could be going into February and still being in a constant triggered state, trying not to be triggered, having panic attacks, having anxiety, having night terrors, being terrified to leave the house, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And if you were someone that was prone to like drugs and alcohol, you'd be abusing. I would be, yeah, I would be abusing drugs and alcohol, but unfortunately my body won't let that happen. So that's never been an option right? yeah but that's what that would look like and has looked like in the mm-hmm. past for me um you know before I had some coping strategies uh that you know like smoking was a great coping strategy <laughs> I'm so glad you quit uh uh being a control freak also used to be a good, great coping strategy yeah, I, I'm not quite the control freak. You no, know, you have let go. I, I, I am not even remotely <laughs> much of a control freak as I used to be. Um, and uh, cookies, cookies mm. were also a coping strategy. Food was it? Food, yeah. food and and sugary food and, and, and cookies. Oh, I miss cookies. Oh, mm. what I wouldn't do to get have a cookie right now. Anyways, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're in for the sex but we're like cookies cookies mm. oh my god <laughs> refined sugar oh my god oh my god if only well, if only yeah. i could yeah yeah um <laughs> but without those coping strategies i have i'm left with to look at what's left there to heal and as uncomfortable as it is and how much it really fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. It also gives me space to look at it so that I can heal it and I can reclaim it and I can embrace 
And then each year gets, gets easier. Each year gets easier and gets better. Yeah. You know, and maybe not so many people get put kicked off the island during this time. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've been kicked off the island, stay tuned. Next year might be better. Might, that's right. Next year might be better. Right? <laughs> you may not get kicked off the island. Maybe you get put on a boat that's close to the <laughs> island. <laughs> and I might like back on the island. <laughs> Can I get kicked off the island next year? <laughs> nope. Sucks to be you. <laughs> You're right. a permanent resident right, Jack, of the yeah. island. I'm like, maybe I want to get kicked off. <laughs> it's so funny. Actually, that's actually a funny statement. It's like, um, but it, there's a true statement there. Uh, both, both her and us is like, no, I don't really want to be on the island. And the people that kick off the island are like, please let me. I'm like, you know, the people who are on the island want to escape the island. You don't want to be on the island. The island is not the place you want to be on right now. It sounds like a great place to be, but the reality is uh, it's crazy town. It is. It is. But I, I would not stay if you weren't continually improving. Yes. If it wasn't a matter of each year, I could see a definite growth and change. Yeah. I, uh, you know me, I'd just be like, okay, you're not, you're not changing. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. And that's a really important piece is that each year I do lean in each mm -hmm. year. I each day, each day of my life, I yeah. lean in. So this is just like, okay, what am I leaning into this time? And we've already done one of the things I've never done before is, ah. um, you know, which is a really wonderful, successful. Let's experience. save that for the October episode. All right. So you'll find out uh, next, next time. Next time. <laughs> Um, the last thing that I wanted to share about um, honesty. <laughs> should I be afraid? <laughs> I'm thinking I should be afraid. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Um, is that I am really incredibly grateful that I've had Dana as my honesty buddy basically oh, our God. accountability honesty I know you hate that word but our accountability <laughs> honesty buddy um where we really really call each other out on each other's shit when we don't even want to hear it there's mm -hmm. so many times when we're talking where it's like I want to fucking hear what you're gonna say <laughs> and, and, and the other person's like I know you're not gonna want to hear what I have to fucking say but I'm gonna say it anyways <laughs> <laughs> and then the other person's like, fuck you, I hate you. And, <laughs> and the person who said the thing is like, yeah, I know, that's okay. Carry on. Right. But yeah. it still needed to be said. Yeah. That that relationship, our relationship has created a, a deep um embodiment of this practice of radically honest mm -hmm. in a way that. I've been able to talk to partners, lovers, friends, coworkers um, in ways that I would have never done before because I would have been terrified of um, the loss, the, you know, breaking the rules, the, that politeness thing that we were talking about earlier. Um, all of these things, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't ask, I wouldn't be able to ask for what I want. I wouldn't be able to negotiate for what I want. I wouldn't be able to advocate for myself the way that I can advocate. All of that is because of our radically honest practice. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's, I think it's instrumental in the growth process. It is. Because there, you know, it shortcuts it. Like you say, 
so many times it's like you know you're talking I'll get a download I'm like oh don't make me say that are you gonna make me say that? you're gonna make me say that you're gonna make me say oh that's just so awful and then it's like okay yeah I got a download for you you're not gonna like it and then, you know, invariably, and it doesn't matter who it is, because it's like, if you say, I hear you say that, I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> you know, like, that's the first reaction. Fuck off. No. All right. Now I'm ready. <laughs> and it's pretty much that fast. It's just it it's like, I just need. I need to I say, think, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. There's something in being able to say, fuck you. And the other person knows that there's that process of, okay, you just need to get that out. Yeah. And then you're going to lean in. And I, I think there's a huge gift in that, in that whole being able to say all of the things lean in and i think i completely lost my train of thought um probably we were well the point that i think you were trying to make <laughs> don't try to read my mind um was that <laughs> the freedom in being able to speak your truth about receiving somebody the truth i think is the piece that you're trying to yeah say. is that it's... like 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 just because there's two folds right there's yeah. the the person who's about to say something that you know the other person's not going to like mm -hmm. and then there's the person who's about to receive it so i think that's what you're trying to get at is the person who's trying to receive it um is also allowed to say fuck you i don't like this yeah um and all right now i'm ready <laughs> yeah. and it, it's permission right is that that being honest of, because i think that's um a way of getting ourselves ready to okay so i first of all because i think this is where you and i are very similar in the the rebel personality and as a more rebel personality i have to initially say fuck you <laughs> yes i have to initially say no i'm not fucking doing that and then then i'll like well maybe maybe you're right it's just it's a wiring within me and yeah. when i'm allowed to do that then i can lean in yeah. But when somebody doesn't let me go through that process. Yeah. When they don't recognize that that's just an innate part of like how I need to move. Yep. Then it stops it. Yeah. And I get stuck in the resistance. Yeah. That's true, actually. Very true about you. Yeah. It might be true about me. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really looked at that. <laughs> okay. I, I don't really know if I'm always a first initial no fuck you and then a yes or if it's like a 50 50 i'm not really sure we'll make some notes and get uh, back to you uh, i gotta start i've never looked at it so we'll have to collect some data okay <laughs> stay tuned for the october data. episode <laughs> collecting the data or november or november we might need data through yeah yeah so but yeah i think that's the other that's a really beautiful piece is that it's not just the delivering of honesty but it's also giving the person that you are being honest with allowed a reaction. They're allowed to react. They're allowed to feel what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. They're allowed to even disagree with you. Mm -hmm. They're allowed the, the allowing part is the crucial piece of it. Okay. And there's been many a times between the two of us where it stops the conversation at that point will stop. The truth is given. The person's like, fuck you. Yeah, I know. And I'm not going to look at it. And there's been times both of us are like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to look at that. Yeah, I'll get back to you. And the other person's like, okay. And that's it. 
Yeah, I don't have to push the issue. No. I don't have because it's not about. And me that's being... the other piece, right? Is that there's there's a respect of boundaries. Yes, we've we've talked, we've spoken, we've said, okay, this is this is what I need, and I think also there's a layer of I know you're going to circle back to it. Like if you say no or I say no, we're going to circle back to it. Yeah, but it's okay to say no. It's like yes, I get it. But I'm not ready to look at that right now. Yeah. It's okay to not have to deal and process with all your shit all the fucking time because, you know, there's a lot there. You don't have to do it 24-7. Yeah. But even, and I think this is a really important piece, (laughs) even if the person that you're giving the truth to is most likely never going to circle back around (laughs) to that thing, it's still important to respect that boundary absolutely absolutely um that's something that i've it's taken me some years to grasp and to learn (laughs) and to respect um because i felt like well you're not looking at the truth you have to look at the truth that you need to look at the truth you're not safe if you don't look at the truth like there's been a whole bunch of stuff on that 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 piece yeah for me and the reality is is that it's not my business if somebody my 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 role is to share truths and then allow people to look at it or not look at it. And once I share that truth, my part's done. Yeah. And even, here's another even, even <laughs> you want to move from a place of consent and ethics <laughs> you, and you don't have a consensual, non-consensual relationship like Dana and I do, who <laughs> we already made that agreement a long time ago. That was not a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... It's even important to say, hey, I have something to say to you that you may not like. Is it okay for me to share? Yeah. And I, I think that's also an important piece of, and like like I said, unless I we ask pretty much every time, I can't even think of anywhere we have not asked first. Between you and I? Yeah. Are you talking? We never ask. You're a liar. Yes, we do. We don't ask. Well, no, we Okay, we, we ask in the, you know, you're not going to like this. Yeah, that's not an asking. It's not? That's not, that is not an asking. That's uh so this is happening. That kind of like, right. ouch, ouch is not a safe word. No, ouch is not a safe word. Like, that's not asking. That's uh this is going to happen. Brace yourself. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. So implied consent. Which is the whole consensual, non-consensual relationship sure. that you and I already yes. have. Right. But with others, <laughs> it's important to actually ask them. So I have something that you're not going to like to hear. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> Can I tell you? Can I tell you? <laughs> All right. Anything else before I we think we've to like this has been, yeah. I, I think maybe they might be bored of well, no, they can't be bored of us. No, really? really never. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye. Till next time. Don't forget to do all the things. Go see the the wonderful, uh, go to guyamorissette.com to find out the, all about the memberships, all the other things. And uh, how do they spend more time with you, Dana? Um, book, a, book an appointment to talk to me. So bookdana.in. Okay, and we'll talk. And we'll talk. All right, okay. Till next time, stay honest. <laughs> <laughs> and have fun. Have fun. Oh. I'll see you in a pretty class.